This week on Inside Motorsport, Tony Wick blocked his chat with Roberto Moreno. I hope you can stay with us. Moreno is a driver who had a diverse and interesting career. He competed in 75 Formula One Grand Prix and achieved one podium. He raced in kart during the IndyCar World Series days, Formula 3000 and also the GTs. He's a three-time winner of the Australian Grand Prix and his wins in 83 and 84 were instrumental in Australia securing the Formula One race in Adelaide. This is the first part of a three-part interview that Roberto Moreno did with Tony Whitlock, and we find out about those called to park races. It was good because Billy um, was asked to take Nelson to uh, Australia to race the Australian Grand Prix. Nelson had just become world champion at the end of '81. Uh, Alan Jones was asked to do his last race in Australia trying to win. So he came out of retirement after Las Vegas to, to do that race. They prepared really well for him. They had all sets of, all different sets of tires, different companies. I think he had Dunlops and Goodyear's and uh, one more. And then we came up with this new tire, Avon, which uh, they built it for Nelson. And uh, it happened to be quite a good tire. I somehow Pee talked to um, Graham Watson and Graham landed one of his cars and ran me at the Australian Grand Prix and Pee-wee arranged some money to, to happen so the effort between Pee-wee and Graham got me the seat and um, <clears throat> it was very it was a big thing for me at the time because I had only done six Formula 3 races if I'm not wrong yeah. maximum eight um, I had no drive and Pee-wee said, well, let's try to do this race. And there was a much bigger car, more power, and I didn't know what to do. So we went to Australia. Um, Nelson got to test the car in some place. I, I, we could not afford testing. So we, we went straight to Calder. And um, it went really well for me because, because I didn't have more than one set of tires. I played a lot with the car, and I happened to make my car really well balanced and set up. Qualify came, um, and Nelson was the only one that was allowed qualifying tires from Avon. But the qualifying tires was only like a tenth or two quicker, because it's a very small circuit. Um, so as it happens, I was like third or fourth on the grid in the final qualifying. And then I saw Nelson taking one of his um, qualifiers off the car. And I said, Graham, go and ask um, Nelson if I can use his old set. He said, yeah, sure, no problem. So I put his set on. It lasted half a lap. But I realized how much more grip it had. So we put our race tires back on, did a couple more laps. Uh, Nelson happened to change another set and let me use it. And we, I almost did a full lap with that one. 
And then on the third set, I was able to um, put a full lap in because I started very slow. Like, I didn't really go fast until the straight. And the last corner, I got an oversteer, but they're still fast. And I put it on pole with Nelson's old qualifying tires. He was pissed. <laughs> he said, how the fuck are you doing? You've done that. <laughs> so I had a good start. Alan, at the end, was able to get Avon tires for the race as well. So we all had the same tires. Alan led for five laps, and I was able to pass him and went on. So it was very successful for me. It was unbelievable, uh, great experience to win an Australian Grand Prix. You, you must have got a shock though when you first rolled up to Calder <laughs> and saw the track. Actually, it helped me because it was an easy track to learn. Yeah, yeah. It was one less it's thing. It's not Nurburgring. <laughs> it was one less thing to learn. So I had too much in my plate that weekend because yeah, yeah. um, driving your Atlantic car first time in a Grand Prix it wasn't easy. Actually, a guy that you competed against then, Jeff Brabham. Right. Um, I remember going there uh, when he was ra- racing a two-litre BMW. Right. And, and I remember after a, you know qualifying or a race or something, and I said, you know, you obviously are quite happy with the track, and he said, it's not Nurburgring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I raced with Jeff in 85 and 86. I, I looked through some last yeah. night of your records, and I, yeah. I was astounded. I mean... You, you got around so much. I mean, obviously, well, a lot was, of F1. You see, what happened? No, I didn't do much F1. Well, That's the did. thing. Number of teams. Yeah, there. I drove for many teams as a test driver. Yep. Because a lot of people like to hire me to do some testing. So I've tested with a lot of Formula One teams. I drove for a few of them. But I never done a proper season yeah. with one team. But that was the story of my life. I was always the underdog that found a way around to, to drive with no money. And because every time I sat in the car, I did something special, people kept helping me. And so that was my biggest thing. I was able to sit in a car and very quickly get a good feedback. So, and that helped me to do a full career. And I'm still living out of motor racing, so. Well. That's, that's what you want to be doing. And then I have achieved things that not many people have. Um, you spent some years in champ car, Indy cars. How many people can say they beat Alan Jones, Nelson Piquet, Keke Rosberg, Nicky Lauda? So it's not, it wasn't bad. I, I, I'd say the one thing also is it's not just beating it, but you did it with good grace, okay? It was good. It was, scars were the same, tires were the same. Yeah. It was about setting up the car and doing a good race. The unfair advantage you had was that you were Roberto Moreno, so it was that's what you brought to the party. <laughs> you know, tell me, tell me about, about Champ Car racing in India in the USA. That was something that happened when I was trying to get to Formula. Well, um, I I tried Formula One in '82 with Lotus and Peter War put me in this car that it was very heavy steering, very difficult to drive in a circuit that I didn't know. And then on the way he said, well, why are you trying to learn all this? Break down some brake pads for you and your teammate. (laughs) So it was tough. The car did not handle well. I wasn't fit enough to drive that car yet. 
and I was thrown with the Lions. And Elio, I think he qualified 19th. And I did not make the grade, and people killed me from that. Destroyed my career. So I had to find a way around to continue racing. So Pee found us to race in uh, America. So we did some racing there in 83. Um, and then in 84, I was able to drive for Ron Toronac, the route Formula 2 team. Which Who's your teammate there? It was Mike Taco. Yeah. yeah. And then Mike was supposed to win. But I only found that out after I was in the middle of the season. Yeah. And they kept doing things to me that I couldn't believe it. And then I said, well, why this? Why that? And then eventually they said, well, in this race, you're going to come second to Michael. So... Um, it was very frustrating that year because I was on my best performance. I I could not win. Anyway, my, uh, Mike Tharco went to do uh, to replace Rick Mears at Penske. There's a guy called Rick Gallus that always did and tried to do what Penske did. And when he hired Michael, he, he saw this kid that was beating Michael ever so often and he decided to hire me to drive for him. And that's how IndyCar came about. We continue our chat with Roberto Moreno next week here on Inside Motorsport. Until next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.